this is your new home speaking. I know you haven't moved in yet, but I need some favors. Could you dust the blinds? The dust makes me feel dusty. Also, we could save a lot of money if you bundled your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's super easy to do online or over the phone. Last favor, when you move in, could you stick to one aesthetic? The last owner had a weird mix of floral wallpaper and nautical tchotchkes, and I can't have another identity crisis. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the next edition of Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub, here from the Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am Baxter Colburn. Yeah, and this is Simon Provan. A good Tuesday to you, Simon Provan. The weekend hath passed us by. You were working on your roof this weekend. You were, uh, and you, and you I'm still any? working on it. You're still working on it? What the heck? I thought you, like, when do you have time to work on your roof? You barely have time to even be here. You're all over the place. Well, you know, winter's coming. Just, you got to find time to do stuff like that. The great I thing, suppose. Baxter, was I was so upset when I turned on Fox Sports 1 and saw the NWSL playoff game between Portland and Washington, or not Washington, Western New York Flash, yeah. was, uh, was bumped thanks to the NHRA racing whatever it all is no offense to our many racing fans that i'm sure <laughs> listen to the show uh but, the, <laughs> but but actually it was a happy thing because um then it got bumped to the fox sports go app oh. so i was actually i didn't I, I said to you guys i was watching it mm. on my roof but i was actually able to listen to it while i was getting my work done so it was uh it was a perfect weekend for me in yeah, regards to that absolutely I, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch any of the games live i had other broadcasts during the exact same times as the games unfortunately but i was able to catch up on the highlights and all that good stuff. Just a crazy weekend of NWSL. We will make sure to talk about that here coming up in a little bit. We've got two great guests on the show today. One in studio who will join us in our second segment. He is one of the more illustrious goalkeeper coaches I've ever had the opportunity to meet. Mark Litton will be here with us in our second segment. I mean, you could kind of list off the, the amount of different teams he helps at any given time. I don't necessarily even know if I have the full list. I, I, I wonder if there's a way I could come up with the list. Let me let me think, Baxter. Is there is there a way you could come up with a list at all if you just like... If, I, if I'm thinking, I, I actually want to try to imitate Mark's voice okay. if, if I you, can you do this. Think about it for a second here. Okay. See if they come up to see if they come to you. Milwaukee Torrents, the U.S. Futsal National Team. How, how am I doing so far? Do I sound it like sounds, him? It's kind of eerie. You're I, like, I think you, you I sound think a little like across the roomy, but I, I can still hear you. Well, though, I think like there's like a few more teams. So, so let me let me oh, let me go listen, back into my yeah, imitation. Okay, here. Listen, listen more here. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, where did I leave off? Milwaukee Wave, UWM, National Team, PFL. Uh, gosh, I'm everywhere and nowhere all at once. 
Does that sound good? Does, does uh, yeah, that do well? I, I feel like that's a good that's a good thing. So we'll obviously have to have the real Mark list all that off, of course, when it is when he's actually on the show. It's very interesting how you can kind of throw your voice across the studio. I've been, I was reading a book this weekend as well. I'm finding all kinds of extra time on, you, on, on how to do that. My Baxter. gosh. That's incredible that you have so much free time. My goodness. Well, either way, that we've got a good show for you. In our third segment, too, we have Western New York Flash and U.S. Women's International midfielder Sam Mewis joining us as well at 12.26 p.m. Central Time. You're not going to want to miss it. All of our guests do appear on the shopfutsal.com line, and they can join us, as you as well can do, live on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time, live right here on Spreaker.com, and, of course, on demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Vavil USA, and the Sports Podcasting Network, and our website, 2upfrontsoccer.com, as well. You can check us out on Facebook, 2upfront. By the way, could you go to that page and give us a like? We're, we're about 550 likes. We'd love to keep that growing, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything but perhaps a half a second to hit that like button. Tell your friends about it as well. You can also find us on Twitter at 2UpFrontSoccer. Of course, we have our own Twitter feeds yes, at indeed. Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. Yeah, all right. Should we talk NWSL first, or what do you, what do you, what is in, what's on the brain of yours today, Simon, since you had so much free time this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's talk NWSL playoffs. Okay. Well, the NWSL playoffs did kick off this weekend. The semifinal games are done and over. And some folks might say that there was an upset, at least in one of the games, Western New York Flash. They won 4-3 to three in an absolutely overtime, chaotic thriller of a match. I think that was probably one of the best games you're going to see all year long. And I think, you know, Paul Riley would disagree with us, but I, I think well, he you said can. He, he knew exactly who they were, right? That's right. Simon, that's that's right. what he said. He's like, we know what they're going to do. We know who they are. Well, listen, I was shocked when oh, yeah. you see Western New York Flash uh, talking about Sam Mewis coming out and scoring a goal for Western New York Flash pretty quickly into the game. Uh, and then you see them go up 2 nothing. if I'm remembering this right. I'm not doing with this with notes today. Uh, then Christine Sinclair with a quick turnaround from a long ball played out of the back. Christine Sinclair, yeah. uh, wonderful touch. Doesn't tie the game up, but certainly swung the momentum. You know, eventually this game goes into overtime. And my goodness, the overtime was just as exciting as, as the regular mm-hmm. uh, game time was. Nobody really seemed that tired. It was a barnstormer of a game. And Western New York Flash, surprisingly, does end up on top 4-3. to three. When you're do. Listen, you're playing the league champion. You're playing in Portland in front of over 20,000 people. League record, by the way, yep. for uh, NWSL. And then you go and you beat them. You beat them at their home stadium. It doesn't That's happen very thing. often. I, would agree, I completely agree with you. I think that is a true testament to what Paul Riley has done this season. He has been able to step up and say, look, we are fully embracing this underdog role, if you even want to count us that. I don't think they deserve that underdog name anymore, except the fact that now they have to turn around and play Washington, who won their game 2-1 to one against a chippy Chicago Red Stars team as well. And also, as you said, Baxter, in overtime with that one as well, the, the thing I just want to go back quickly to Western New York Flash, Lynn Williams certainly proved that she is worth it. We had asked Paul Riley about, you know, is yeah. are, are her stats a little um, cloudy since she scored so many goals against the Boston Breakers, but she came out and answered that very clearly with the with the amazing goals that she did have against Portland, saying, no, I, I deserve to be league MVP. Exactly. I completely agree with you on that one. So the final is set for Sunday, October 9th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox Sports 1. The Washington Spirit will be quote-unquote, the home team against the Western New York Flash. That is a game that is not going to be missed. So good, in fact, 
That's Simon. You're going to the NWSL Championship game, That's aren't right. you? I am, Baxter. I'm very excited. We we decided as a team that one of us needs to be there. We yep. follow this league very closely. It I'll be cheering on from Iowa. There I'll you be go. in Iowa with my family for a while. Yeah, so uh, I'm very excited to go there. I'll also be at the uh, Colorado Rapids That's Houston right. Dynamo game Chance on Saturday Chance to see Timmy nights. Howard in full form, hopefully, or maybe not, depending on what Colorado team shows up. You never That's know. That's right. That's right. Uh, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, I'm hoping to get together and interview some players. And yeah. I'll, obviously, I'll be doing some Facebook Live events while I'm down there. So so tune in to the Two Up Front Facebook page during that match. Absolutely. Or during that whole day, really. Pretty much. Those whole 36 hours, basically, that you're going to be down there is going to be very exciting. And you're going to be out there spreading the word. If you do listen to the show and you are down at the NWSL Championship. Make sure you find Simon. He's got a very rememberable face. That's why he's on radio, of course. Make sure you find him and uh, get a picture with him. We'd love to you know, help you guys out a little bit too, vice versa. If you give us a little two up front, we'll do a little something for you, maybe, yeah, kind of thing. Take some too. t-shirts with me, exactly, maybe. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, one other thing we need to talk about that is very important, staying on the women's side of the game, is an article that you found about uh, Jill Ellis and her future plans for the national team. And I, I, I'm a little surprised by this. I haven't fully had a chance to digest it all yet. And you have kind of had a, a better chance to dive it all through in your, your ultimate free time that you had this yeah, weekend. So uh, what, what exactly is Jill Ellis doing right now? Well, basically, she's. this is more of a philo- philosophical statement than an action statement, as she says. But she's basically come and said, look, nobody's uh, play is safe. Nobody's position is safe. Hmm. And, and that's exactly how a national team should be treated. I'll read a little bit of an email that she sent to her players, which she also sent to the U.S. Soccer Federation so they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically what she was saying is our focus needs to be on 2019 and the World Cup in 2019. Listen, I don't care if you have one cap or 300 caps. I'm going to base your position on this team on how you are playing now, not from yesteryear. Hmm. Uh, at the base level... This is what I love that she finishes. I'll read this whole last paragraph. At the base level, this will bring out the competitor in all of you. It will at times be uncomfortable and hard, but making a national team should be no other way. To make this team will will require you prioritizing that your efforts, your energy, and your time to give the best opportunity to perform on the pitch. The final message is that character will be a quintessential part of being on this team. Hello, Hope Solo. How you treat each (laughs) other, your staff, the opponents, and the fans must be with the highest of expectations. Disrespectful or selfish behavior has no place on this team. Hmm. So that nips everything in the bud real quickly. It does. And hey, I look at that and I applaud that big time. 100%. I think if you're jealous, that, I mean, to be honest, that takes some balls to say something like that, to go to your veterans that may be like, well, I want a World Cup for you. That's great. But you're, you know, maybe the upward side of, you know, the 20s or early 30s. If you're not performing at a high level right now, you're not going to be able to get, just get by by merits alone, which I think is good. Yeah, and there's this underlying message in there that uh, you know she's going to constantly be looking in the NWSL around the yeah, world for to. which players need to come in. You know, she, and actually, a really cool statement she had made too is that she said, "If Mallory Pugh reaches two hundred caps, two hundred caps, basically we're not doing our job." Yeah, that when she re- when she was in college and recruiting for players, she was trying to find players that were better than the mm-hmm. players that she currently has. So, I agree. Hey, it's the national team. This is ex- exactly how it should be treated. And we've already heard at least one player too that has been officially cut with Whitney Engen as well too from the Boston Breakers. Uh, she is, but she's not going to be in the in the picture. 
mean, that's also, this is all assuming, of course, as we talked about before the show, that Jill Ellis still has a job in 2019. Well, that's the thing now. And, and you know, I, we'll have to ask Mark about this. Uh, but I won't doubt that Jill realizes that when she's putting these expectations on her players, she's also putting them on herself. Yeah, I would completely agree. All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back live in studio will be Mark Litton, the man of many goalkeeper caps or gloves, I guess, would be more efficient. We'll be right back with more on Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub right after this. Welcome back inside the studios here for another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan. Time for a hometown spotlight. We haven't had a in-studio hometown spotlight in a while. Whoa, goodness. The music is doing its own thing. My gosh. Sorry about that. Anyway, time for a hometown spotlight. We get to welcome on goalkeeper, aficionado, coach of many different gloves. He has been a part of the Milwaukee Torrent, the U.S. National Futsal Team, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Wave. I could go on and on and on. It's Mark Litton. Mark, welcome to the program, sir. Oh, thank you, Baxter and Simon. It's good to be here today. Did my voice sound just like his? It was, it was crazy. eerie. It very, was, yes. It, it was, was very, very eerie. Very <laughs> you have that soft-spoken <laughs> voice, Simon, yes. and I feel it's very, very similar. Well, Mark, well, we are thrilled to have you on the program today. Your first time, of course, here on Two Up Front. One of the things I think we want to talk about today centers around the, U- the new U.S. national team that uh, Jurgen Klinsmann has, has called in for the U.S. friendlies against Cuba and the other upcoming matches that they have as well. Uh, I think it's interesting that we don't see Brad Guzan, we don't see Tim Howard. What were your immediate reactions when you saw neither of those veterans on this roster? Well, if you look at the, the opponents, um, the first game up is Cuba, the second game in, is New Zealand. Uh, neither are world powers. Uh, it's an opportunity for Jurgen to l- look at some different players, not only field players, but goalkeepers. And uh, I know that uh, Brad is is not getting very many minutes in England right now, and uh, 
Timmy is the backbone of Colorado's defense, yeah. and so he uh, gave them both a, a weekend off, I guess you could say. Um, the three keepers that he's bringing in, that, that's what kind of raises everybody's eyebrows because you're thinking about a John Bush or a Nick Romando, you know, some of the stalwarts from um, the guys who are do the, doing the blue-collar work in the league, the, the MLS, but he's kind of gone with, uh, with a younger group of, of three coming in with uh, David Bingham from the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, Ethan Horvath, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, so he's, he's got a good young talent. Great young talent. Uh, only 21 years old. He's playing in the Norwegian First Division. Um, here's a kid who has Champions League experience. He's got Europa League experience. He's represented the U.S. at, at every level up to, you know, through the, the U-20s and U-23s. Not many goalkeepers for the U.S. can claim it. They've got Europa and Champions League experience. Ex- right. Exactly. And I, I've seen him play a couple times with those younger U.S. teams. Yeah. And I, got a, I think we talked about it on the air perhaps oh, yeah. a year ago that, yeah, he's exciting to watch, man. He knows He knows how to command that goal. He knows... He knows how to read the field really well. He's, he's everything you want, and he's got great foot skills along with that as what you want from a modern-day goalkeeper. Right. He's he's technically proficient in the back. He he covers all aspects of the game. He takes great command in the back. Um, Jurgen said he's the the biggest hope for the for the future of the US national oh, team program and to get Jurgen to make a statement like that really says a lot about how you're viewed in his eyes um, I would not be surprised to see you know Ethan starting uh, the first game in Cuba wow um, just based on the, the amount of experience he has European experience he's been in those really really big games and no offense against you know David who's who's got a great career going with San Jose but Going into Champions League in Europa yeah. is a little bit different than the domestic league here in the United States. Oh, yeah. The biggest MLS game that you can play is arguably an MLS Cup or even a CONCACAF Champions League game. That doesn't even touch playing in front of 60,000, 70,000 people at a you know Champions League game. Or and even Europa. if you're throwing Champions League in there, really, it's, it's a matter of playing those Mexican teams in the Champions League. Exactly. That, that may... Equate if you're playing bit. at like Azteca, maybe right, you know, kind right. of a thing. But if you're consistently going around Europe and playing at an, at an incredibly high level, you just don't hear about that anymore. No, and either. at that point, you know, I would argue that the Norwegian league is not that much better, <laughs> if at all, than MLS. Agreed. But yeah. the opportunities it can lead exactly. to, like Europa League and Champions League, right. that's, that's where it comes into happen. play. Yep, exactly. And that's where a lot of young players who are playing in you know the Norwegian first division get these contracts to go to these big clubs because they perform so well on the big stage, get an opportunity to play against some of the best teams in the world. Um, so, you know, there's so much opportunity for, for careers to go further. Rounding out the, the group is William Yarbrough, who, who plays in Mexico. He's yep. a Mexican-American. His, his parents uh, are American, but they're missionaries. He was born in Mexico. He actually um, spent time with the Mexico U-20 team some years ago. Um, he was kind of an interesting addition just because he, he really, his, uh, his appearances weren't anything spectacular. He has two appearances, um, in 2015, he came on at halftime against Switzerland and actually gave up a goal that ended up tying the game one to one. Um, but then he also came on against Mexico, uh, later in the game and that was a, a two zero win. So he has had some, some time probably more so than than the other two but looking at the three of them with where their careers are currently and and their presence for the teams that they're playing for I really I've got my hopes that Ethan is going to be at least for the Cuba game the the one that Jurgen goes with 
One of the things too, when you when you look at three goalkeepers on a roster, Simon and I, I think, have, have bickered a little bit about this on the same fine. Why do you always bring three goalkeepers if, and especially in a friendly setting, when you probably only two are going to play? I know it's an actual lineup thing. You have you're required to bring three, but does it actually help more? It in, does. In the camp? It, you know, it's it, to, to give that that third keeper that environment you know mm. what it's like from you know the minute you get off the bus to where you happen to be and you can think about being a 21 year old kid going down to state you know the azteca stadium with a hundred thousand yeah know, it does something Mexican to you supporters i mean not even playing the game you're on edge and you know your nerves are, are going um typically though if you if you look at friendlies they'll the third keeper is usually either a younger player that they're looking to develop just to give them some training experience and some opportunity with the team but if you look at world cup when when they will bring that third keeper that's a different situation during a world cup you know they'll take um, like Nick Ramondo because he's a great locker room yeah. guy. Yeah, he's hear a that great a lot. leader. He's a great leader off the field. Um, Tony Miola held that role, you know, later in his career. Uh, that's what some of the veteran guys have to look forward to. You know, they're not really being brought with the opportunity to play. They're being brought because of the the level of respect that they've earned over all those yeah. years. Yep. In a pinch, sure, if something drastic were to happen, you know, they're still viewed as, uh, you know, as capable of jumping in and playing. But um, in a lot of those situations, it's just bringing that personality, that strong personality to help the younger players. Well, Mark, I appreciate your thoughts on the uh, U.S. men's national team, outdoor team, obviously. Uh, you've done plenty of work with the U.S. futsal team. And I- I'm curious where that program is at. Obviously, losing to Canada was a was a big blow in the CONCACAF champions. It was, uh, yes. Our championship. Um, so so where is that program at, and, and what's your involvement with it? Well, Keith brought me in, Keith Tozer, who's the... You know, I was Keith's goalkeeper coach with the Milwaukee Wave for ten years, and we we've have a strong relationship. Um, Keith brought me into a training camp just before they went to the Pan American Games in mm-hmm. two thousand seven. Um, there was a training camp in Milwaukee. He brought me in. I wasn't part of the of the soccer federation yet, but things went really well. And he he you know being his keeper coach with the Wave and showing that, you know, I understand the game of futsal. He brought me in in 2008 um, as a staff member. They brought me on staff. I actually went through the CONCACAF qualifiers, and we qualified for a World Cup in 2008. And so I participated with the team in Brazil in the 2008 FIFA Futsal World Cup. Um, we didn't fare so well. Um, obviously, we're not a futsal nation yet. Mm-hmm. We're more of the old MISL indoor but um, where the national team is right now, yes, we didn't qualify for this World Cup. Thankfully, Argentina won the World Cup, the Futsal World Cup over the weekend. That's a great program. We played mm. them six times over the last two years, and they've really helped us develop. But with the new PFL starting, the new Professional Futsal League starting, uh, it'll be formulating teams next year, the legal kickoff in 2018. I think that's going to give us an opportunity to finally get a footprint in uh, in the world of futsal and start to develop some of our younger talent so that by the time the next World Cup cycle comes around, instead of using the indoor players from the MISL or the MASL, we'll start gravitating towards some pure futsal players. Just one kind of follow-up question, too, that this is more so for my own curiosity because I don't, I don't know how this works. If you are in the U.S. futsal player pool, are you eligible to play in, in the outdoor league as well, or is it an entirely different pool as well or is there one day that you guys could be like you know clint dempsey we'd love you to come play futsal for us kind of thing is it is it the same pool? We've I, don't, tried. I don't know how that works we've really tried um in 2008 andrew jacobson 
Oh, sure. He yep. played with us at the World Cup, and he was in France at the time. Yep. And mm. uh, they actually released him, and he, he came and he played. And I think that over the years, it, it could have helped to have some of the, the stronger outdoor players who are, you know, just as technically gifted as, as our indoor players, um, just to get a higher caliber of player. But the relationship just isn't there and, and hasn't mm-hmm. been there between the U.S. soccer and the U.S. futsal to where we could draw from those pools. One last question for you. This is something I'm curious about because I believe, if I remember correctly, Mark, in 1988, the U.S. did medal at a World Cup. Was, now, was that played with walls, and is that why they did so well at that? Is it, do you know the history of that at I all? I do, I do. I don't. The, I want to say it was. Um, I want to say eighty six, and then maybe it was eighty eight. But early on, um, this was before futsal was very popular with the rest of the world. But the MISL, the indoor league, was on fire mm-hmm. was during the yeah. heydays. Yeah, there was a lot of very, very talented players, and the U actually, the U.S. was actually a silver medalist one of the years that they played in the World Championships. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, Victor Nagara during one of those uh, one of those World Cup tournaments was actually named to the the best five in oh, the world. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yes. Yes. For, the, okay. for folks who don't know, Victor Nagara was a longtime Milwaukee Wave goalkeeper. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, Mark, thanks so much for being on. Well, thank you. Obviously, we'll get you back on and maybe talk a little bit more about your own life. But it's great to hear <laughs> your thoughts on the uh, on the youth movement. Maybe not so much a movement, but at least bringing in those Somewhat three youth players. Movement, yeah. and, uh, and, of course, always exciting to hear about what you're up to with the U.S. Yes. futsal team as well. So thanks so much for being on 2 Up Front. Well, Simon Baxter, thank you. And we're going to run to a break. When we come back, we will be joined by Western New York Flash and U.S. Women's International midfielder Sam Mewis. Stay with us. You're listening to 2 Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub.
Welcome back inside the studio. Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub. I am Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Coming to you from the Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It is Two Up Front. We are thrilled to be here with you. Special thanks to Mark Litton for joining us in our last segment. A man of many different goalkeeper gloves. As we, It's not even right to say hats, because I feel like for goalkeepers, you have to give them a the little different thing. Yeah, either way, it's, uh, it's great to have him here, talk to him, learn a little bit more of the uh, in-depth stuff going on with the U.S. futsal team, because, you know, we don't hear yeah. very much about that unless uh, we're talking to Mark so it's always great to have him on. You're absolutely right All right, let's move into the NWSL to welcome back to the program a gal that we know very well obviously because she not only scored the first of a just barrage of goals that was scored in this last weekend for the Western New York Flash against the Portland Thorns. She also spent some time down in Rio at a little thing called the Olympics as well. It's Sam Mewis and she joins us now on the program. Sam, welcome back to Two Up Front. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Oh, we're excited to have you, Sam. Uh, how's, how's the feeling around the Western New York Flash Camp right now? You guys are headed to the NWSL Championship. Is it, is it fully set in yet for you? Uh, yeah, it definitely has. I think we're like all really excited. We're a young group, um, and we've really just been taking this one game at a time. And so now that there's only one game left, we're, I think, just really realizing what we've been doing all season. Um, and we're all just really excited. We We had today off, so we're all taking some time to decompress a little bit from this weekend before getting ready to uh like ramp it back up for next weekend so we're all really happy and excited sam this is simon uh again welcome to the show i do have to ask you i mean what a barnstormer of a game four to three you obviously no kidding. my gosh you, you, you get the first you know notch on the scoreboard scoring in the 16th minute so first of all congratulations to you but Thank you. I know Washington and Chicago also went into extra time, uh, but their game was not as hectic as this Portland <laughs> Western New York Flash. You had chaotic, to, hectic, you, right? You had to make that travel all the way over to Portland. Um, and I'm assuming you guys are back home in, in Rochester, and now you got to travel down to Houston. How do you recover in time for a championship game after playing a semifinal like you guys did? Yeah, I mean, definitely we're going to focus on that. I think um, having today off, getting some good sleep, getting some good rest is important. But, I mean, like I said, like we're a young group, and um, I think that this is just so exciting for us that, um, of course, we, we want to take care of our bodies. We want to do everything we can to recover um, as much as possible. But I think that our spirit and just how excited we are and and how united we are as a group is going to be one of our best weapons and i mean i feel like i could go and play right now i'm just so excited <laughs> and I, I love being a part of this team and um as long as the season has been and as tired as we may be from all the travel and all the games we've played i think that that's going to be the, our last concern i i'm so ready to play and um i think everybody feels the same now, I'm curious, Sam, uh, you are, you're, it's obviously no secret that your sister plays in NWSL also, your, your, your sister Christy Mewis. When you're at this point in the season and you see how her team finished and you see how your team finished, is there a little bit of playful jarring between the siblings saying, oh, what's that like at the bottom of the table when we're going to actually play for a trophy? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't think we're that, we're not very harsh with each other. Uh, in a play, oh yeah, of course, but like in a playful way, just like a sisterly, sisterly kind of love where you, you know, you antagonize each other because you love each other. Yeah, yeah, I think a little bit. I think we do joke around sometimes and she's just been saying she can't wait for me to get home and I, I'm, I just keep saying, well, no, Christy, I'm not coming home yet. Like, I'm not ready to come home yet. <laughs> I mean, again, this team, like, I, I want this season to just keep going. Like, we um, really are a special group, I think, and it's been so great to be a part of and, um, 
it's it is funny obviously to have my sister in the league as well and we do have a good time when when we see each other when we play each other and um, when we do talk about it, so that's been really special. Well, too. that's good. I, I wanted to make sure that there wasn't like you know a house divided or anything. Like, do, <laughs> do mom and dad own like half and half soccer jerseys as well too for both of you? <laughs> um, that's always like a, a big question around surrounding <laughs> all the breakers. But what they do actually is they they'll wear. Um, my mom will wear a flash sweatshirt, and my dad will wear a bigger sweatshirt, and then they'll switch at halftime. Oh, okay. that's a fun way. To, actually, a, I, I yeah. had two brothers uh, up here. Actually, three brothers, but but two of them specifically that played. One played at Wisconsin. One played at UW Milwaukee. So obviously, a big derby here mm-hmm. up in Wisconsin. It, what they would do is exactly what Baxter's talking about. They had sweaters. That's awesome. Personally made with yeah. Provan, uh, you know, twice on the back and numbers <laughs> of both teams, colors all of both my teams. Side. It was it was crazy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but Sam, you were talking about how you. United, you guys are, and that was that was very evident in this game uh, against Portland, uh, all the way back to Abby Dalkemper, who really preserved this win for you, knocking that ball off the line and uh, you know sending it upfield. I know. Um, we had Paul on the show before the game, and, and he talked about basically he just wanted you ladies to focus on the experience. Uh, can you give us a little insight into what Paul did say to you specifically? Yeah, um, I mean. Paul has been such a huge part of this, and um, I think that we all really have this motivation um, to play for him. And, I mean, he just, he didn't, like, build it up too much or anything. Like, he wants us to just stay focused on, like, this is the game that we've always known how to play, and just because it's the semifinal or it's, like, a one-and-done game, like, it's still just soccer, and we know what we're doing, and we've done this a million times, and... um I just personally felt so prepared. I knew exactly what the game plan was. I knew what we had to do. Um, I felt so motivated to play for Paul and to play for my teammates and to really just go out there and put everything on the line. And we didn't really feel like the pressure was on us. We kind of felt like the underdog. And I think that Paul has cultivated that mentality throughout the year. And that works for us. And I just think um, going up against a team as talented and as awesome and as really really good that portland is we kind of were just like this is what we have to do and if we don't do this we're not going to win and paul really um just prepared us i think in every way that he could talking with sam mewis of the western new york flash on the shopfutsal.com line here on two up front sam i'm curious to get your thoughts about this uh recently jill ellis uh, was quoted as saying that she uh, we all know that she sent an email out to all of the u.s women's national team players you, of course, were on the team that was down in Rio for the Olympics as well. When you when you find out that kind of information from Jellas, basically saying that nobody's safe, what what was your immediate reaction when you when you heard about that? Um, I mean, I think that that's the way that the national team is meant to be run. I think that um, getting back to having every single camp be competitive and um, every single time that you're called in be I mean nothing should ever be set in stone and I think that's the way to make a national team the greatest that it can possibly be I think um, basing each performance each camp off how people are doing at that moment that's a great way to do it and um, I don't know what that exactly has in store for me but um, I respect Jill a lot and I think that for her this is the right thing to do and um, I think that I, I don't know. I think that that's great. I have a lot of respect for, for her doing that or for her saying that that's how things are going to work now. 
Sam, I do have to ask you, go back to uh, back to the NWSL here. You've got the championship game coming up. I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your prediction? Cheeky. Uh, I like that. Wow. That, yeah, that is. That is. That's a good question. I, all I know is that we're going to go out and we're going to play the best we can. We're going to work really hard and we're going to do what we've been doing all season. And um, I have a lot of faith in my team and I'm really excited to play with them again. It's a huge honor to be in this position and um, we're going to do our very best and I have a lot of faith in us. You know, Sam, I, I do want to say, you know, Baxter and I are, are big fans of the league. Watching this game... Soccer doesn't get any more exciting than that Portland Western New all. York flash no. game, and you know I, I even was, I was watching the goals and I, I was actually up on my roof listening to most of the game and I'd come down <laughs> once in a while and, and and watch, but I had to watch for the last about fifteen minutes just you know obviously deadlocked on the TV and sitting there with my wife saying you got to watch this you, you know review this watch this I can only imagine how amazingly exciting it's got to be for you to be in this championship game and I, I can only imagine how amazingly awesome it's going to be for fans to tune in and watch a game that is going to be just as good as any other game that you can watch on a Sunday in October. Yeah, um, it was it was really cool to be a part of such an exciting game. We Obviously, as we were in it, we weren't thinking about like the spectators or the fans or anything like that. We um, were just in it and we wanted to win. And um, But it is great. I think it's great for the league that it really was such an exciting game and um, maybe we'll get some football fans that, that want to watch soccer on Sundays now. And um, it, it's exciting. It was really cool. Portland, the, the atmosphere was crazy. Um, the, their fans are absolutely incredible. And just the whole way that their team is run is really professional. And um, it sets a really good standard for the league. So um, I give a lot, a lot of credit to them for just the way that things go every time we're there. Um, and it's awesome. It was, the game was so much fun, but it was so long and... <laughs> <laughs> so it took so much emotional energy that when it was over, I remember just saying, like, what a day. Feeling like the game had taken all day. Like, yeah. it just was so, it took so much, um, and it was so long and so back and forth, so it was crazy. Well, it's got to feel that much better, though, when you're at least the one on top after a game like that, rather than uh, being what the Thorns are and, and having to wait till next season now. Yeah, it was, it was a really gratifying feeling um, to know that it just took so much, so much effort from both teams, and coming out on top was really, really special. It's not a feeling that I'll forget anytime soon. Well, Sam, good luck against the Washington Spirit. Baxter, I'll let you take it away. Sounds here. good, Sam. We appreciate you taking time today. You can catch the NWSL Championship game on Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. The Spirit and Sam Mewis in her Western New York flash as well. Sam, good luck to you, and we hope to talk to you again as an NWSL champion. Okay. Okay, thank you, guys. You're welcome. We're going to run to a break. When we come back, we've got our new power rankings and a review of some MLS news as well. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Back right after this.
Back inside the studio, it's Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Era Media Studios. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan, rolling along with the show. Very special thanks to Mark Litton and Western New York Flash midfielder and U.S. Women's International as well for now. We don't know what Jill Ellis is doing. No, we love Sam. But uh, Sam Mew is joining us as well on the shopfutsal.com. Yeah, I got to imagine Sam's part of Jill's plans. I mean, She's Sam so is uh, 22 years old, fantastic player, leading her team to the uh, NWSL championship this year. So, But one thing I did realize, Baxter, is we now have had officially two Olympians on yes. our show, Crystal Dunn and now Sam Mew. So uh, that's pretty exciting. What's also exciting, Baxter, is the number of sponsors that we have. Agreed. Three Lions Pub, uh, Red Lion Pub, shopfutsal.com. By the way, you may have gone to our website and noticed we have t-shirts available for Two Up Front, but you can find more Two Up Front gear at shopfutsal.com. And Baxter, I also want to throw out there too, if you haven't yet, folks, make sure you check out the Lions Pubs, as I like to call them, Three Lions Pub in Shorewood, Red Lion Pub in Milwaukee. I love their slogans. They bring across the pond to across the street, but we've been there, Baxter. Uh, we don't say it just because they're our sponsors, but we absolutely love the atmosphere yep. there. We love the different amounts of beer that they have on hand, and of course, we love their food as well. It's, Agreed. A, it's a great place to watch English Premier League games. It's a great place to watch National Football League games as well, so. Absolutely. So if you haven't checked it out, Three Lines Pub in Shorewood, Red Lion Pub in Milwaukee. All right. One thing I think we need to talk about as we dive into our MLS section, we'll get to our power rankings in a moment, Simon. We need to talk about a former MLS coach that's now in the EPL. We, we, we missed it in the kick around. We need to talk about Bob Bradley. We do. I still don't think he's posh enough, but hopefully this time <laughs> will allow him. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to be posh to be coaching Swansea. Exactly. You know, oh, I know yeah. a lot of people are saying, hey, he doesn't have any, any EPL experience. How could they come out and hire him? Well, there's, there's a very thing. popular coach. Uh, well, some would say unpopular coach that has been coaching a club for 20 years. His name's Arsene Wenger. Yeah. He didn't have any EPL experience, or first at that time, first division experience when he was hired as well. A Frenchman uh, in the Premier League? Well, and that's ah. it, too. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, I can't believe that they're not hiring uh, an Englishman over an American. First of all, get over it. You know, nationality has nothing to do you with coach, your skill you set. Coach. Exactly. And the reason the, the owner came out and said, the, the, now, remind me, Baxter, did we talk about this off air or was this on air with Mark? I believe it was off air. We didn't talk about okay, Bob so Bradley good, at all. Okay, so good. So the Swansea owner came out and said, look, here's the reason I hired Bob Bradley. Because when he came in for an interview, out of him, Ryan Giggs, and any other candidate that was there, Bob Bradley was the only one to be able to give me specifics on how he's going to line up and handle the arsenal. What an interview question. Exactly. And, That's and, a crazy and, interview and, question. And it wasn't wow. just a philosophical statement. No. It was, I'm, here, here's the lineup that I would years, yep. use. Here's the tactics I would use. Here's the players that I would look at at Arsenal and, and figure out uh, you know, specifically how we're going to take care of them. And, of course, he didn't go into full details, the owner, because he doesn't want to give away Bob Bradley's game plan. But that's what you get with Bob Bradley. We're not talking about Bob Bradley at Manchester United or Manchester City or Tottenham or even uh, Liverpool. We're talking about Bob Bradley taking a team that is struggling right now. Now, some people are concerned saying, well, it's probably going to be boring football. You know what? It may be boring football at times. But here's the thing. When you're at the bottom of the table, you don't care anymore about how the football is played. What you care about is staying up in the Premier League. Bob Bradley has coached teams 
against their, with their backs against the wall. The team he coached Stabek in Norway was financially strapped. Guess what? He got them into the Europa League. Now he's coaching a team that is 14th or 15th or 16th Something in the like amount that. of money that it has to spend in the market in the Premier League out of the 20 teams. So obviously it's very much at the bottom. So this is not anything new for Bob Bradley. He coached an Egyptian national team that had, that had a league suspended. The players weren't game fit, and they almost made the World Cup. Unbelievable. This is the exact type of situation you put Bob Bradley in. Exactly. I completely agree with you. I do want to play something for you really fast. It's only 24 seconds, but the last time Bob Bradley actually coached a team that had something relatively important, this is what happened. Howard gratefully claims it. Distribution, brilliant. Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! <laughs> I just had to play that. I, I Ian found Dark that with an incredible call on that. I have, yes, I have a catalog of Ian Dark. Let me, let me tell you, Baxter. I was, uh, I was working at a restaurant in Milwaukee at that time, or mm-hmm. Brookfield at that time. Uh, I was the MC for that. Okay. When, when Donovan scored that goal, I, I literally jumped up on the bar, started <laughs> doing a dance, screaming at the top of my lungs. And this was at a, this, this was at a, not a soccer bar. No. Uh, the, but but yet there exactly were, about, there yeah. were a bunch of casual sports fans there, and, and they were eating it up as well. You yeah. know, that, that was actually a momentous moment for U.S. soccer, it as was. far as I'm concerned, I, I, and the casual sports fans. And not to, not to compare this, but it's, it's, it's similar to this. I mean, everybody, a lot of people are asked, you know, when you're younger, do you remember where you are when 9-11 happened? You know, it's a, such a traumatic thing like that but i remember where i was when this donovan goal happened and i was riding in the car with my girlfriend at the time listening to it on the radio it was actually being played on espn radio in florida and i heard that happen and i was just i lost it like it was absolutely like crazy and i it's it's just one of those moments that as you mentioned it's just forever just like it's in the brain you're always going to remember it you're always going to remember what it meant and who cares how they finished after that well, and that's the thing is, yes, they did go on and lose to Ghana, and uh, people are saying, see, that's a game that Bradley should have won. Should he have? Eh, probably, but at the same time, Ghana was a lot better that year than anybody thought, and they continued to be good up until, well, let's say it, till Klinsman beat them in the World Cup. Can I, can I do one more thing? Sure. Okay. Susi to take it. Sorry, you talked about USA Ghana. I was like, I have that clip too. Why not? Like, Why not? That one Good things well. to relive. Exactly. But yeah, I just wish people would get away from worrying about, boy, he's an American. He's, I think he's, he's going to do fine. Listen, he's put in the hard work. Yeah. He's done the work that no other, nobody else wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is there American ownership here? there? Yeah, of course. So that's going to play into it. But again... Get over it, people. I agree. No, I completely agree with you on that. I think Bob Bradley is probably one of the better things that will happen to the Premier League this year. That has been all over the place already through the first six or seven games, and I think Swansea might surprise some people. Tell you what, give him credit as well for taking this big chance that he's yeah. not he's not walking into a team that is in the safety zone. He's exactly. walking into a team that's already fighting for he, survival. I think he enjoys the danger I think he zone. does, too. It's kind of crazy. I, yeah. The U.S. was kind of a little all over the place when he took over with them. I mean, Egypt was a little all over the place. Laharve, that team in, was it Norway as well, France. 
Yeah, our yeah. friend Stabek was Stabek from Norway as well, too. Yeah, like yeah. he's never really walked into a situation. He was the first coach of the Chicago Fire back in the day. Like he's never really been handed the keys to an expensive luxury car. It's been like here's a fixer upper, and he's made it. It's yeah, pretty and nice. Of, and of course, there were only twelve teams in the league then, but won a championship immediately with the, the Fire. Won a time, U.S. Yeah. Open Cup. The first time you're you know a coach of any brand new team in any brand exactly. new league. Like that's impressive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you figure too. Uh, you know, did he did he lose to Mexico in that two thousand? Uh, Eleven Concacaf uh, Gold Cup, yeah, and that was that was a bad day for him, obviously. Yeah. But he also beat them with the Confederations Cup on the line in 2007 when right. Benny Failhaber had a fantastic <laughs> goal. Love that goal. Uh, and then he takes second place, mm-hmm. almost beats Brazil, and that's, that's if game there's against Spain too. Right. I mean, Bob Bradley's record against number one ranked teams in the world is one two and one. That's so he's incredible. drawn with one, and he's nobody and, can say that really. No. So uh, you can you can point to Mexico as one of his weak points, but every coach has a team that they just exactly. can't get over. Yet he did. You know, you got to look at the big picture. Was Bob Bradley successful? I would argue that yes, he was. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. All right, let's move into our MLS power rankings. Do we have time? <laughs> we barely. We're gonna we'll do it quick, and then we'll get to our final segment as well too. So our power rankings, uh, we 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 agree on all five again, Simon. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it usually kind of comes towards the end of the year you know the first 28 weeks of the year we're all over the place we have no idea but i think the last couple of weeks you, you pretty much know who the teams are yeah and a bit of a shake-up this week baxter but yeah. deservedly so uh so let's start it at number five yeah We've our number g- five is the colorado rapids uh, a good result for them didn't they they took down fc dallas uh 1-0 is that correct i think if i'm looking at the right score am i looking at a wrong score? i think you're looking at the wrong i think score. i'm looking at the wrong score as well who'd they beat my gosh I feel so bad now. I'm so- oh, they beat Portland. I'm sorry. That's I, who they beat. I, I was just waiting for you to say it. I, I couldn't they beat bring Portland. <laughs> they beat Portland 1-0. Portland struggling. They're below the red line right now. Well, I had called this weeks ago, Baxter, you didn't did. I? Once Nat Borchers went down, I said, that's pretty much it. It's a matter of time. And, and that's, that's been the case. But, you know, it's not just that win against Portland. They drew with Colorado, drew with San Jose. They they did beat FC Dallas 1-0 Baxter back on September 10th. They haven't lost since then. That's incredible. So four-game unbeaten streak. Uh, as you said, we, we will see who shows up Agreed. against Houston in Houston this week. Uh, number four, Baxter, which, again, we agree on, New York City FC. Yeah, they're, they're getting it done. They're doing enough to still, be, to still be relevant. I mean, they did go and beat Houston 2-0. David Villa once again scoring goals. We know what he's capable of doing. But you also got to figure... This is a northern team, and granted, it hasn't been cold yet, but you, anytime you go down to the bayou of Houston, oh, yeah. it's, it's hot, it's, it's sweaty, treacherous. it's humid. Uh, to be able to go in there and win, uh, not only win, but a shutout and a dominating performance, yeah. it's incredible. And, and them as well, three-game unbeaten streak. Is David Villa the shoe-in for the MVP award? I think right now with, with Javinko mm. being out, I think, yeah, Villa. Hmm. Well, and Via just surpassed Bradley Wright Phillips as well oh, in, for in goals. the Golden Boot Those two chase. are going to have a fun... That's just a fun battle the whole way up. I love NYCFC and the Red Bulls going after it now. Uh, number three for us is another team that continues to not really lose, DC United. They beat TFC 2-1. to one. They did, Baxter. Uh, we didn't even have them in our power rankings for, for a couple of weeks because we just didn't believe in them. But once again, yeah. three-game winning streak along with their five-game unbeaten streak. They're scoring goals in bunches, Baxter. Their last three games, in their wins, they've scored nine goals 
including that shutout over Columbus. Uh, this whole team is working really well together right now. I thought with Sarvis being out that maybe that defense would would be lacking a bit, but you don't see that. Bill and you Mead, don't. Lamar Bill Nagel, or Lamar Nagel, Lamar Nagel, that's who he is. He won MLS Player of the Week this year. Scoring this year goals too. like crazy. Bill Amid's been playing fantastically well in goal. And that's the one knock on Bill Amid is, granted, he doesn't have the best defense in front of him, but he's a bit inconsistent. And Agreed. you wonder, is it because of the defense or is it because of his play? Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one as well, too. Number two, I will say it because I know you don't want to say it is the Seattle Sounders. Listen, I've got I as we've talked last week, Baxter, through the year, I've yes. I've gained a lot more respect for Seattle. Uh, I, I think it's incredible that Clint Dempsey goes out and they find a way to not only it's win incredible. but keep winning. And now they're fourth in the West. They yeah, they took six points from this last week, I mean which are huge. They beat Chicago one right. zero, then they beat Vancouver, who actually had kind of been on the up and up a little bit, and they beat them two one. Well and I'll tell you what we saw this weekend that this team it doesn't revolve around Ladero, it doesn't revolve around Chad Marshall. It doesn't revolve around Stephen Fry. It revolves around Alonzo. Yeah. And, and then, deservedly and gets his goal. Exactly. And the play of Jordan Morris. Absolutely. Well at the end of the day. All right. Our number one team that uh, saw their week a, a 3-2 thriller of a game. They beat the Philadelphia Union. It's the New York Red Bulls. Number one in our power rankings for it's been a couple of weeks now and they continue to, to earn that, that top spot. How can you not when you have a 14 game unbeaten streak. Now, did they look great in that Philadelphia game? No, they didn't. But as long as you keep winning... It's all that matters. As, as long as you don't lose, and it's not just draw after draw after draw after draw, if you're, you're throwing wins in there, which the Red Bulls have been doing a bunch of, yeah, you stay number one in our power rankings. Well, the New York Red Bulls and NYCFC and the Colorado Rapids all have 51 points. They're all five points behind... FC Dallas. Colorado really the only team that has a clear opportunity to, uh, to potentially steal away the shield. By the way, Baxter, I just went and counted. Five weeks that New York Red Bulls are sitting at the top of our power rankings. Wow. I think that's the longest that you and I have ever agreed on a number one. I think so. It makes it easy, though, right? When it does. <laughs> it makes our lives a lot easier. All right, we're going to go to our final break. When we come back, we'll have our I Believe segment and close up the show. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Back after this. Now it has Jones. Oh, yes! Jermaine Jones! What a cracker from him! USA level! All 
Welcome back inside the studio Two up front Closing things up here From the Attention Era Media Studios I am Baxter Colburn And this is Simon Provan Gotta work on that whole Editing thing there It was close But you, yes You, you tried I yeah, tried yeah. I tried my best That's all that matters right uh, But yeah that Jermaine Jones World Cup goal too I just I love Ian I love the, the crack of the net That's my favorite part Of the whole clip Yeah, yeah absolutely Because you just yeah. You hear it all of a sudden It's just like that And this Ian Dark I mean Ian Dark Is just a legend When it comes to calling soccer As a whole So Absolutely I love him Alright uh, Time for the last segment it is. Is that what we do? It is. Is that what we do at yeah. this time of the show? All right. Time for our final segment. All right, it is our I Believe segment where Simon and I both offer something we believe will take place. Basically, it's called our I Predict segment, but we say I believe because we love U.S. soccer. Woo, go U.S. soccer. There you go. All right, Simon, I think I went first last time, so I think it's your turn to go first. Very simple this week, Baxter. Okay, go I ahead. believe that Bob Bradley's going to be a success at Swansea. Oh, okay. Hey, here's the, here's the thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. He's leaving La Harve after getting them back up into fifth place. They were yep. suffering a little bit this season, but he's got the momentum back on his side. Not only that, but they beat Socha over the weekend 2 one. Mm. So it was actually heartbreaking for Bob Bradley to leave getting this momentum back for Le Havre uh, over really what is a f- historic French club in Socha, who uh, Charlie Davies spent some time with. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, but uh, again, Bob Bradley has proven he belongs here. Well-deserved opportunity for him. Now, when I say successful... I'm not setting the bar very high, Baxter. But what I'm saying is, I think Swansea stays in the gonna, Premier League. Saying, they're not going to win the Premier League, but they're going to they're going to do well. They're, they're going to well. they're figure some things out. And exactly, they're going to do well. I, I would agree with you on that one as well, too. If I had to piggyback, I'm not going to piggyback after I believe. Did I steal did. yours? I'm no, wondering. you did no? not. Oh, okay. No, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just following up with what you're saying. Though I think that he will be. I, they're not going to get relegated. I think you bring in a a new manager, and sometimes it's kind of a flip of the coin and say, "Well, let's see what happens." Bob Bradley's a different breed of character. I think he's going to really change the face of what Swansea City foot football club is. I think he's going to do a great thing for them. Well, let me say this as well. Uh, again, not to keep harping on this, but I am going to a little because it's being harped on. Uh, just because he's an American doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's talking about. And to say, well, can an American really coach in the Premier League? Look, what, what's been going on at Swansea hasn't been working. The Italian man couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So why not try something new? And why not bring in a guy who's all about uh, f- tactics, fitness, uh, getting a team behind him to believe in themselves, a team that never says die. Exactly. I completely agree. Okay, I lied. I have one more clip I'm going to play before I do mine. This is this because we're about the Premier League, so this makes a lot of sense right now. It's finished at Sunderland. Manchester United and I'm sorry in advance for those of you that have bad memories. The famous Aguero goal as Manchester City stole away the Premier League title from Manchester United. Okay, I just had to throw it. I thought for sure you're going to play the Steven Gerrard slip. Oh, no, I should have. I have to find that one somewhere, but uh, I've got a couple of them. But okay, my I believe quickly is that uh, staying with uh, the Western New York Flash, I I bet on them to win last week against Portland. I I believe that they're going to win the trophy. Now that Portland's out of the picture, now that Chicago's out of the picture, and it's the Flash and the Washington Spirit, I think they're going to be really tired, so I could see them losing, obviously, but I'm going to continue to ride the Flash uh, underdog right now. Well, Baxter, this has been a very agreeable show for us, which is a rarity, but I actually agree with you on that. Hmm. Western New York Flash are a very young team, so they got those young bodies that can recover quickly. It's going to be a great game, though. you got Crystal Dunn and the Washington Spirit, who also... No pun intended. Okay, maybe a little bit. Played a spirited game against the Red Stars. Ah, true. 
Um, so, but I, I agree with that. I think Western New York Flash with the way they're playing right now, with the belief that you suddenly have in yourself yeah. when you go to Portland and win 4-3 in extra time, you, you, can you, you can't anything. buy that. You cannot well, you buy that belief. The best, the, the, literally the best team in the league, at least on paper, because they won the Supporters' Shield, too. I mean, that, that says a lot. The confidence has to be flowing high in, in Western New York right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have a we had a great show for you this week. We are so glad that you joined us, of course, as you can on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time, live right here on Spreaker.com. Also, you can catch the show on demand by going to our website, 2upfrontsoccer.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Vavil USA, and the Sports Podcasting Network also. Of course, check us out on Facebook, 2upfront. Find us on Twitter, at 2upfrontsoccer. He is at Baxter Colburn, and I am at Simon Provin. Special thanks to Mark Litton and Western New York Flash midfielder Sam Ewis for joining us on the shopfutsal.com line. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn. We'll see you on Thursday at 12 p.m. Central Time. With with our manager being the one above, we are 2upfront. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.